0: twin girls, one in a zipped-up sweater and shorts, one in her pajamas, stand in an ominously dark warehouse. In the shadows, we can see skulking figures in black body armor slowly encircling them. On a catwalk above, an office window provides the only light. We can see a woman's figure silhouetted in the window, arms crossed and observing casually, but make out none of her features. The corner box reads, Apex City Special Limited Edition. PNP, Issue 1, Testing Protocol. Welcome to our first side story for Apex City. This is one shots featuring Presley and Paisley, uh, or uh, PJ and Presley, I believe. PJ
1: PJ and Pres and Pres. Yeah, it's just all of them. Those are all our names.
0: Peanut butter and jelly, Uh, pajamas and the president. That's
2: it. Uh, Elvis's pajamas. We're cooler than Elvis's pajamas. That's Presley's pajamas.
0: Presley's pajamas. Cool. All right, off to a good start. Right quick, we start off this particular issue uh, with a view out over the city, and our our sort of main story tends to stick around city center tends to be in the more upscale areas uh piros abandoned houses aside this one is not so much like that so we kind of move out of city center out towards the outskirts and over a not i don't say ramshackle but definitely like lower income neighborhood and specifically we see uh apex city public school number 22 where class is just getting out And we come in on our main characters, and I want you to right quick introduce these characters to the audience. Let's start with uh, Emily.
1: There's two 14-year-old girls, and on the left would be a longer-haired, like dusty blonde, kind of like gangly teenager. You can see basically from the way she stands that she's got an attitude, a very prototypical, I-don't-care-about-the-man kind of teenager grouchiness. And she is accompanied by another young woman. Hello. On the right. Is the beautiful Presley Fitch, who is
2: also 14 years old. Also a dirty, dirty white blonde hair, but shorter, choppier, as if someone kind of hacked at their hair with a, a straight razor. Uh, they've got freckles, and they might be standing maybe a step or two behind their, uh, their lovely
1: companion. And I, I want to note right quick, these two
0: are twins.
1: Yes. And it's yes. obvious. They look almost, okay, not almost. They are identical. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're identical twins. And what sets them apart from each other, aside from Presley's hair? Uh, do they dress differently?
2: So, slightly matching. Like, it doesn't look like a set, but
1: together it looks coordinated. They have the same favorite colors and textures, so even though they're not, like, wearing the same outfit, uh, they look the same. But the the attitude behind it, I feel like, is, is pretty different.
2: Yeah, like, I feel yours would—I feel—let me t- speak about mine instead— I feel like mine would be more more upbeat, more, uh, like, focused on Flash. I don't know about yours.
1: Paisley uh, is a little bit more of a grouchy tomboy. She's usually got bigger t-shirts on and, and like, low-hanging uh, or baggy jeans. Um, a little more edgy, but just distinctly, purposefully not carried.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Too cool for this and definitely wants you to know uh, that she's too cool for this. Cool. Uh, Speaking of things that are cool, just so that whoever ends up listening to this podcast is aware, there's a jingling in the background. Uh, Lenny? Lenny, you want to tell us about that?
2: That is uh, my four-and-a-half-month-old kitten. His name is Rob Thomas, or uh, Rhombus for short, and he is an artist.
0: (laughs) So if you do hear that jingling in the background, just know it is the sweet sounds of Rob Thomas. Okay, so... We see Presley and Paisley coming down the steps of uh, APS twenty two, and on a normal day after school, what do they do? What is their normal after school routine?
1: I think that we we head home to touch base. Yes, yeah. like first and foremost, although probably uh, lollygagging before getting on. Yeah, like kicking,
2: kicking, kicking kick some rocks around. Yeah, maybe
1: leering at our fellow students. Yes, one in
2: particular. <laughs> uh, talk talking trash. <laughs>
0: Okay. So do you ride the bus home? Do you walk home?
2: I like bus. I've never yeah, really I- had a bus I- I-
1: experience in high school. So uh Sorry. that sounds fun. Yeah, so okay. we yeah, we definitely take the bus home. Um but we do like we're like the last people to like slow our way onto the bus. Like we're sure. we're going to take our time.
0: As you are kind of hanging around uh the schoolyard being the last people to get on the bus? We get a couple of panels you can just see as you two are sort of getting on this and it's pulling away, sort of like a shady character, just kind of like lurking around the backside of the school, maybe talking to some uh some older school age kids as the bus pulls away. But we'll get back to that maybe later, who knows? So now you're on the bus on the way home, uh, and in the back seat of the bus there is a young African American girl uh who is just bright. Pinks, bright greens, bright colors, and she sort of waves at Presley as you both get on the bus. Uh, this is Olive.
2: Oh, I loved I love Olive.
0: So, uh tell us about your friend Olive Presley.
2: Olive is a freshman. She's uh clean cut and she's a fragment. Uh she really kind of throws her fragment powers around. Uh she's kind of a casual friend of Presley's. She's got uh green eyes, uh dreads, and she's really into like Anime and uh, similar to but legally distinct from Disney movies.
0: <laughs> uh, Don <Don's> knee? yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Don's knee. Uh And uh, specifically, I think that she is involved in the Rebel, which is the which would be the uh, kind of like the your gay straight alliance, but fragments uh, for, based in the rabble.
0: So she kind of waves at you as you get on the bus. Are you going to go head over and uh, fraternize, or uh, are you standoffish today?
2: I think I would wave, but I wouldn't follow it up with anything. Like, I'd just kind of be like, okay, now I'm sitting with my sister.
0: You eventually get home. A home life uh, for the two of you is what?
2: Uh so we're in foster care. We have a uh God, I have foster mother. Too. A foster mother and she's kind of she's a, an older lady with a lot of other foster children in her house. So she she's kind of she's got lots of lots of irons in the fire. She's really sweet but busy. Yeah.
0: Okay. You get home and watch, you know, uh whatever the kids do these days, uh TV, hang out on the internet, whatever. Do either of you have any notable hobbies?
2: I literally never thought about this before. Oh my god.
0: That's why I'm asking you now. What do you do for fun, kid? You're 14.
1: We're we're cool kids. We are cool kids.
0: At least one of you is cool, by some definition of cool.
1: I am incredibly cool. Okay, so I do think that part of not liking what's cool is knowing what's cool to dissuade yourself. So I think um, Paisley watches a lot of uh, YouTube. Usually, like, tough guy. Well, actually... Probably, because it would be, like, skateboarding and... Oh, true. Uh, Do some kickflips. Kick right, but she also would, would keep up on uh, whatever people who she thinks are distinctly below her, uh, like, world-famous pop star. You got one? Uh, the only one I know of is Evergreen. What kind of music the only does, one does Evergreen that matters.
0: Uh Evergreen is like if Muse and David Bowie had a baby.
1: <laughs> uh, no, she would love that, actually, so that's not a good. <laughs> Do you skateboard? I want to. Okay. But I don't. Do you have a hobby?
2: Uh, I think it would be really fun if I roller skated instead of, uh, like, like, I, I'm into, like, skating, but I'm too scared to roller skate or roller, or not roller skate. God, my mouth words. I want to be able to skateboard, but I'm scared of the board, so I put the wheels on my feet. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Um, something that, uh, that just occurred to me. So, because we live in a house with uh, six children, as is the legal limit uh, of kids that you can foster, we are both 14 and we're girls, so we end up taking a lot of responsibility on in, in the household as well. Okay. So while we do have like things that we do, we probably are taking care of our younger siblings and like watching and feeding kids and stuff.
0: Okay, so like maybe helping some of the younger kids with homework cleaning a bit, doing some housework, that kind yeah, of stuff.
1: Making some peanut maybe. butter and jellies. Yeah, PB&Js, cool. cooking up some mac and cheese. PJ and PJs, P- PB&Js. PJ's, PJ, PB&J. P-
0: PJs, PB&Js. PJs, PB&Js. pb and J. We get a couple of panels of that. Uh, you know, maybe you hanging out a little bit when you get home, watch some YouTube, help the other kids with their schoolwork. A big family dinner kind of thing, because I feel like this is the sort of family that might do that. And then we are on into that night, and the two of you are in bed, and there is a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping on your window. Are you in a house? Are you in an apartment? Where are you at?
2: We live in a house. Yeah, I always pictured a house.
0: Okay. Are you on first floor or second?
1: Second floor would be way cooler, in okay. my opinion. So I definitely think we live in the second floor. Probably we have like at least one other person Maybe, like, a younger kid sleeping in our bedroom, but sure. mostly just us.
0: Sure. So, yeah, it's somewhere after midnight, and you are awoken uh, by the sound of something kind of, like, intermittently sort of tapping on your window.
1: Well, who's closest? You're closest.
2: I'm closest? Damn. Okay, so I guess I get up, and I uh, I, I go to the window, and I say, Who is that A uh, 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 knocking on my window?
0: A little pebble hits your window.
2: Damn. Okay. So, uh, I guess I open up the
1: window.
0: Uh, so you look down on the street, and there is someone that, uh, you, Presley, also would know. She's a little bit of a bigger kid. She's a junior. She's kind of rough. She's definitely got, like, this, like, almost tough military punk kind of aesthetic. Uh, this is Iona. She is a Latinx, uh, ROTC member. She's one of the cool kids, like, hashtag cool kids definitely way cooler than you two and she is throwing windows uh throwing pebbles throwing at your windows window. she's throwing windows, windows, windows. Pebbles. whole windows, windows. <laughs> no, she's she's throwing pebbles at your window in the middle of the night what do you do uh
2: i guess i'm at the window yeah. so i'm probably going to gesture over to uh my loving sibling without awakening our slumbering our little baby bird. our slumbering baby bird <laughs> and beckon her over to said window
1: what come here Alright, um, I'm gonna get out of bed. I'm gonna pull probably some shorts on, because I figure I was, like, ready for bed. And then I'll walk over to the window, annoyed.
0: Uh, yeah, you look out the window, and you see uh, Iona down there. She's wearing, like, the, uh, the cool weather jacket with the sleeves ripped off, and, uh, and, you know, probably, like, a flannel shirt under that.
1: I'm gonna make a noise somewhere between a squeal and a swoon. (laughs) Do swoons make noises? Oh, okay, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, and then I'm going to grab a sweater, or like a big hoodie. What's the weather? So
0: it is just past October. It is like into early November at this point. So it's a little bit chilly out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pop on a sweater, zip that bad boy up, and start to climb out my window.
0: Okay. So Paisley's going out the window. Presley, what you doing?
1: Oh, I'm following.
0: So, the two of you get out the window. I'm not going to make you, you know, do anything special for that. You're out the window. It's the middle of the night. Uh, Iona's down there on the street, and as you kind of hit the street, she sort of motions to towards you and starts walking off down, like, away from the streetlights.
1: I'm going to jog to see, to try to catch up with her. I'm not, I'll look back a little bit for, for Presley, but my yeah. eyes are locked in.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paisley knows what she's about. So, yeah, as you kind of head down the street, um, Iona sort of like looks over and kind of shoves you in the in the arm a little bit and says hey you you want to see something cool she kind of looks both ways across the street and then very casually reaches under a car that's just parked by the side of the road and lifts it up on two wheels
1: what uh i look just directly at my sister and then back at what's happening in silence
0: and she's holding it, like, half, like halfway up off the ground on two of the wheels with one hand, and she sort of flexes with the other, uh, and then puts it back down on the ground, and goes, I don't know about you, but you, wanna, you want superpowers? Because I know where you can get those.
1: Paisley's gonna, like, become a little bit more reserved pretty much immediately after that statement is made, and ask, um,
0: how? And she kind of looks uh, back and forth across the street, and leans in kind of conspiratorially. So, after school today... Look, this is totally above board, but it's a little bit hush-hush. So, Kopey's recruiting for, like, their next-gen uh, super team, and if you can pass a really, like, kind of super uh, official sort of test, they can hook you up with some sweet, sweet powers.
1: What's the test like?
0: Uh, well, for me, it was, like, an obstacle course and, like, a multiple-choice thing and, like, some paperwork you have to sign.
2: Press? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm cold. I want to go back to bed. Because I'm in my PJs. Not my PJs PJs, but my PJs. Paisley's going to
1: big roll her eyes and go, yes, where do I go?
0: He's like, well, I thought at least one of you would be cool. I was hoping both of you would be, but that's fine. And she basically um, whips out her cell phone and she's like, first off, are you cool enough that you already have Iona's phone number?
1: Not that Iona knows. So I'm going to open up my phone (laughs) and, and get ready to type her number in.
0: Okay, so she gives you her number, and then uh, she has you text her, uh, just to get that into her phone, and then sends you an address. And it's not too far from here, it's just a couple of blocks. Uh, It's one of Apex City's uh, finest street landmarks, an abandoned warehouse. Got
2: a lot of those. Yeah.
0: It's one of their chief exports, yeah. (laughs)
2: Abandoned warehouses?
1: We get them out of the city.
0: Now, Now, remember, you're not supposed to tell anyone this is all still a big secret.
1: I wouldn't tell anyone, ever about anything ever
0: and she kind of like puts an arm around your shoulder and gives you like a a really brief but surprisingly strong squeeze and she's like cool i knew i could count on you so totally check it out and uh and then i think she just sort of like sprints down the street just
1: in the middle of the night
0: (laughs) i mean not a like like not like a dead sprint but like you know like that like half jog kind of thing sure
1: yeah
0: so you are now kind of uh out here on the street alone by yourself what you doing
1: well, are we, how far are we from our home?
0: Probably like a block at this point. Not very far.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to Presley. Hold oh, yeah. And I'm gonna say, please. All right. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so I think that we are gonna type in that address in our phone. Let's get a walkin'.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, it's not gonna take you very long to get there. Like I said, it's only a couple of blocks away from here. When you get there, yeah, there is a big abandoned warehouse, but there's probably seven or eight kids just hanging out in front of it.
1: All right. Yeah, your
0: age, maybe a little bit older, um, but no one over like, like 16, 17.
2: Dang, I wish mm. I wasn't in my PJs. I wish I was in my cool clothes.
1: I adjust what? my cool sweater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some of these kids uh, are basically still in their PJs as well. There's a couple that you recognize from school, but no one you would know by name. Uh, are you just going to kind of hang out out here? Or what are you going to do? you can try and talk to anybody?
1: Can you... Describe, like, it just at random, one of the, the, the children?
0: Sure, sure. So I think there's, there's a tall white kid with a uh, bald head, and he's wearing, like, a basketball jersey, and he is just, like, shivering because this is way colder than he was expecting to stand outside in. And then behind him, there is a... Uh, probably, like, 15-, 16-year-old South Asian uh, girl who is dressed much more uh, warmly and appropriately, and she actually kind of, like, is trying to offer him her jacket, and he keeps acting like he's a big, tough guy and doesn't need, you know, especially this younger girl's jacket. Those are are the two that I think would stand out the most.
1: I'm gonna... well, okay, wait, I, I have some more questions about our environment. So they're all standing outside. Is there a door? Is it open?
0: This seems like you might be assessing a situation.
1: Oh, I sure am. I'm doing
0: that. Uh, Now, as you are a delinquent, which uh, I don't think we've mentioned quite yet, there is a particular delinquent move that might help you out in this. Do you have it?
1: I have a criminal mind.
0: Sweet. Go ahead and assess that situation. All
1: right, I got seven. seven.
0: So on a seven to nine, you can ask one question off that table. Uh, Do you have that table handy by any chance, by the way?
1: Yes. What's the best way in?
0: So there is a door. It is, at this point, closed. It's one of those big, like, rolling up metal doors, but you can see some stacked boxes around the side of the building that would get you high enough to get into a window that is conveniently ajar.
2: Press? Yeah, alright. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my way over to said boxes, and I'm going to hold out my hands, uh, interlocked, and, uh, gesture towards my siblings' position.
1: Pizzies. My, 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 their pizzies, <laughs> and offer them a lift up. I'll take that lift, and I will climb up onto the boxes and then put my arms down
0: to pull Presley up. Sure. The two of you kind of head over into this dark, dark warehouse, uh, and as your feet hit the floor, there is this snap uh, as a light comes on over your head, and you can hear, like, uh, the faint sound of applause sort of down, and you hear a woman's voice uh, over a loudspeaker say, Congratulations, you passed the first test. Please proceed for the second test.
1: All right, can I, how many times can I assess a situation? I mean, you just keep assessing stuff. That's can what you happens. just keep assessing? Yeah,
0: you can keep doing this if you want to, if you want to take the time to look around.
1: Yeah, I'd like to reassess.
0: <laughs> okay. So are you doing this by just looking around the scene or are you trying to like interact with anything? What you doing?
1: So it's, it's dark in here?
0: Yeah, there, there's a light that just came on over your heads, but it's still very, very dark.
1: Okay. I'm going to like pull my cell phone out of my pocket. Because we got those. We're 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to through it to the little flashlight button, and I'm going to flash it around the room.
0: That'll work. Go ahead and assess the situation.
1: All right. I got an 11.
0: Okay. So on a 10+, plus, go ahead and ask two questions on that list.
1: What's the best way past?
0: Okay, and what's your other one?
1: And what here is useful or valuable to me?
0: Okay. I think we're going to start with what here is useful or valuable to you. Uh, so as you land and kind of looking around at your feet, this, the only, the only light that actually came on in this building is the one that's directly over you. So you can see a few objects that are in that light. Uh, one of them is a crowbar. As far as what's the best way past, you can see an office up kind of a, flight of stairs that is mostly collapsed at this point. There's a light on in that office, and there's a padlock on the door. You assume that's where you're going at this point, because it's the only other light you can see, and there is a crowbar that might help you get through that padlock.
2: Do we have all of our powers at the moment? I believe... So, when, when you start the game, you
1: are in control of your powers, kind of.
0: You you, ha- you have them. Whether you're in control of them is... a t- t- I'm
1: gonna pick up the crowbar and then gesture you over. Sure. And hold out my hand and look on the other side of the office. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna take that hand. Grab that hand. Grab that hand, and also look at the other side of the office.
1: Yeah, Can, we're gonna attempt to teleport over there.
0: Hmm, You're gonna try and get past an obstacle. Welcome to unleashing your powers. I think in this case, uh, this is still Paisley makes mostly doing this, right?
2: Yeah, Paisley, Paisley, Paisley's leading.
0: Taking the lead there. Cool. So when you unleash your powers to overcome an obstacle, roll plus free.
1: That'll be an eight.
0: Okay. So on a seven to nine, you are going to do the thing, but you have a choice here. You can either mark a condition, or I will tell you how it is unstable or temporary.
1: I'll take unstable or temporary. Okay. And
0: just so that uh, I understand correctly, are you trying to teleport into the office or just kind of like next to it?
1: Into the office. That's the thing that's padlocked, closed, right? Yes. Basically, I'm attempting to bypass
0: the padlock. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, are you taking that crowbar with you? Yes. Hmm. I think the way that this is going to be unstable or temporary is Presley. Yes. Uh, when you teleport uh, with your sister, normally you kind of teleport as a pair, and this time is a little bit differently. Paisley, you feel that kind of like pop that normally happens when you teleport, but you stay right where you are on the floor. Presley, on the other hand, is in the office. So.
1: Do I still have my crowbar? You do. I don't have the crowbar.
0: Nope. But you do hear uh, over that same loudspeaker, test two completed. Assessing applicant. And the light in the office goes dark. So we're going to get to Presley in just a second. But Paisley, how do you react to that?
1: Was the, we could see through the into the office because there was a window, right?
0: So the office was up on a catwalk, so it was up. Uh, and there was a light on in it, so you basically had a glimpse of, like, part of the ceiling from, from where you were at.
1: Okay, but, like, so there's no windows through to the door that's padlocked?
0: The door the door doesn't have a window in it. There is a window in the office. Uh, but again, from where you are on the floor, it is above you. So really all you can kind of see at that angle is the, the ceiling a bit.
1: Okay, um, I'm gonna, I'm just actually just gonna shout, hey, press, teleport to me.
0: So let's get up into that office then right quick. Presley, you pop into an office, uh, you hear a voice over a speaker, uh, you know, say that the second test is passed, and that now they're going to assess the applicant, and then the lights go off. In that moment before the lights go off, is there anything you want to do, or is there anything you want to do directly afterwards?
2: So I think that this would be very scary for Presley, who, uh, you know, is just kind of along for the ride. So I think they would probably bang on the door because they uh they're confused as to why their their sister is not there.
0: You kind of freak out a little bit and you can hear uh Paisley, you know, sort of yelling for you downstairs. But you can also hear something else and it's sort of a low sort of mechanical hiss. What do you do, Presley?
2: Uh, look for a light. Can I look for a light? Because it's off, yes. Yes. Priority number one is, uh, like, I'm probably just going to feel around the walls to try to find a light switch.
0: Uh, I think that is easy enough to do. I'm not going to, you know, that's just going to take a minute for you to do. In that minute, let's get back down to Paisley right quick. So you've kind of shouted for Presley to teleport back, uh, and this has not so much happened. What are you doing now?
1: Uh, All right, I'm going to start hacking at that, uh, boy, what is that? The The padlock. padlock. I'm just going to throw this crowbar at the padlock as hard as I can.
0: Just gonna throw it at as hard as you can. Okay, I think, weirdly enough, that actually still counts as an unleashing your powers because you are overcoming an obstacle reshaping your environment, so I think that's reshaping your environment. While this is not technically a superpower, uh, I think that's the closest we have to it. So go ahead and roll plus freak. Uh,
1: that's a seven. Dang.
0: Okay, kind of same as last time. You are gonna do the thing, so you're trying to throw this crowbar at the padlock, right? The effect of this is either gonna be unstable or temporary, and that's my choice, or you can mark a condition, which you want to do.
1: I'll mark a condition, because I'm I get to pick which one, right? Yeah. So what are you gonna mark? I'm angry.
0: Okay. That seems rational. You hit the padlock and like a like a charm, it just breaks. You are still on the floor, but that door does kind of just like swing open a little bit. There wasn't really much holding it on. Up in the office, Presley. So you have at this point found the light, you've turned it on, That sort of low hiss that you were hearing, as it turns out, is coming from a vent kind of directly above you in the room. And you can see a very pretty, billowing, cotton candy-ish sort of cloud sort of just pouring out of that and into the room around you. So first off, I am going to need you to take a powerful blow as this door opens up.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's a nine.
0: On a 7 to 9, I think lashing out verbally is not going to be an option for you right now because you're alone. So you can either give ground, and whatever your opposition happens to be right now, they get an opportunity. Or you can struggle past the gas and mark two conditions.
2: I will give the opposition an opportunity.
0: Okay. So I think that opportunity uh, is, as this door opens up, you're kind of starting to falter a little bit. You're getting a little bit lightheaded. Down on the factory floor, a couple more lights come on, and Paisley, you at this point can see probably four to five fairly large individuals in pretty scary-looking black body armor. Uh, And they have—they look like a hollow tube that they point towards you, and you can hear kind of a thunk-thunk sort of sound. And, uh, I am likewise going to have you take a powerful blow. So go ahead and roll plus conditions marked.
1: Oh, that's a no. Oh, no! <laughs> yes! <laughs> big, big hit. Big game.
0: Oh they took full advantage of that opportunity Uh, so on a 10 plus you can choose one of these things either remove yourself from the situation flee pass out etc Uh, you lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way or you pick two options from the 7 to 9 list Uh, I'm going to lose control of
1: myself in a terrible way
0: (laughs) yourself or your powers in a terrible way okay I love this so Oh, that's so good. So I guess the question is, do you want to lose control of yourself or your powers?
1: Both either surprise me.
0: <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, jeez. Um hmm. I'm gonna use a GM move and I'm gonna declaim decision making. Uh Lenny, what is the worst way that you think Paisley could lose control of herself or her powers? The
2: worst way that you could lose control of yourself. She's got these guys around her, right? And they're and they're and they're trying to get her. So your powers would either be Oh, the worst thing would uh is if she accidentally had me teleport to her
0: i think that works and let's figure out how that goes badly you oh i know exactly how this how this happens so you teleport to paisley just in time to feel a dart hit your neck and that combined with the gas just puts you right unconscious uh just straight up and presley you can feel
1: paisley no No, he's talking to you damn i'm stupid uh, you got darts in your neck, buddy. I'm, I'm role-playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can feel, uh, as you sort of fall over onto the concrete, uh, someone kind of catch you before you hit the ground. Now, Paisley...
1: Did I just catch my sister?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I was actually about to ask you.
1: I, I did my best to.
0: Okay, so that's you. Once your hands are full of sister, you likewise feel a little dart hit your neck.
2: Come on, I'm full of sister.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, And you two are out. Now, when you wake up, you're in a very strange place. Uh, You are in, for starters, probably a five by ten-ish room. There is sort of a low concrete bench on either side, a water fountain central in the middle, and a really thick, like, plexiglass kind of barrier that runs the entire length of one wall. The other three are solid. There are no windows in this thing. And across from you, you can see an identical cell with the with the two kids that you had uh, picked out outside of the warehouse. And then across from you on the left, you can see another cell uh, that has Iona in it and a guy that you – you watch a lot of skateboard videos. You know who Todd Roman is. Oh,
1: man, it's that guy. Is it Todd Roman? <coughs>
0: It's Todd Roman, and uh, he is very much unconscious right now.
1: How conscious are we?
0: You're just coming up. You're just getting there. But you seem to be the first ones coming back up to consciousness.
1: Wait, how old is Todd Roman?
0: Todd Roman is, like, probably early 20s.
1: So that's a grown-up over there.
0: I mean, as far as you're concerned. Yeah,
1: as far as my 14 year old
0: brain. Yeah. Sorry. That's ancient in 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: 21,
2: 22? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at that old guy. <laughs> Look at that old guy over there. What's he doing
0: here? Not kickflips, that's for sure. <laughs> what do you do?
2: Okay, so we're in this cell. Uh, we're waking up. I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. You're following people in the middle of the night. you go and She's right there. <laughs> She's unconscious. She can't hear us.
1: I was trying to stop you from passing
2: out. You didn't- oh, yeah, that's fair. Alright, alright, fine. You caught me. I'll give you that. I'm a little less mad at you, but I'm still pretty mad. That's okay. all I got. I'm gonna kick the bed.
0: Sure, there's actually no bed. There's just, like, a bench. There's a concrete bench. Bench.
2: The bed. <laughs>
0: the bench. Yeah, you kick it. It hurts your foot, because it's made of concrete, and your foot's not.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Be mad. Pain makes me feel alive. What's oh, up with the fountain? That's weird. It's water. Is it for us or to drink? I Don't you drink it?
2: Well, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> but I'm thirsty. Across
0: across the way, uh, you can see Iona starting to uh, starting to wake up, as well as the uh, the other two in the cell across from you.
1: Do we still have all of our personal belongings? For instance, my crowbar or cell phone?
0: You do not have your crowbar or your cell phone, but otherwise, you do have like your clothes, but nothing else. Like you don't have you know if you had like house keys, you don't have those anymore.
1: Oh. we're going to get in big trouble. Oh, we are going to get in big trouble. Can we see, like, is, is there any windows to the, to the natural world? Do we know what time uh, it is? No. Not
0: even a little bit. There are no windows that you can see at all.
1: What words oh, can okay. I say in a PG-13 podcast?
0: Uh, you can say whatever you want, and if it's too bad, I'll edit it out. <laughs> this
1: is fucked up. <laughs> in character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you can do... Is as Iona's waking up, uh she kind of like is looking around and she looks over at your cell and she kind of runs forward and like starts banging on the, the plexiglass to get your attention. Uh and she's and she's yelling something, but you can't hear her.
1: Can we read her lips?
0: Could you before?
1: Listen. <laughs> I really like this girl a lot. I pay a lot of attention to what she does and says often, in a completely <laughs> platonic friendship way.
0: Okay, you know what, you know what, okay, here's what I'll give you. I would like you to roll to pierce the mask, which is plus, which is plus mundane.
1: Oh yeah, but it's also, I have, I'm angry. Yeah. Uh, alright, so, plus mundane.
0: Three? Oh no. Yeah, mark potential. Yeah, three's not gonna do it. That is uh, what we call a hard fail. You can't tell what she's yelling at you, but just as quickly, uh, once she has gotten herself riled up a little bit, you can see that uh, kind of, like, white gas start to fill up the cell that she's
1: in. But we should leave, like, with superpowers. Oh,
2: with our superpowers? Yeah, we should leave. Alright, yeah, why not? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, why not? So So we're gonna we're gonna
1: grab those hands Hold and down. try to pop onto the other, like, into the hallway. Okay,
0: I like that. I think that works. Um so I am definitely gonna have you roll to unleash your powers though.
1: Alright, do you to want to s- <clears throat> Just Emily?
0: Whoever is taking whoever's taking the lead in this. Still
1: me? Yeah, still you. I'm sorry. it's okay. That's just our characters. It's oh, true. we're not getting very far. Uh okay. What is to unleash your powers plus freak? Plus freak. Plus freak. Oh, I got a five.
0: Okay. So mark potential. <laughs>
1: I'm or great. Those fire rules have uh, simmered down. Yeah, in the important
0: part of the uh oh no, that's this is the best time to have hard fails. That's good. You try to teleport and on the up on the on the downside, I will tell you you're still in the cell at the end of this. Uh, on the upside, you have learned something very important. As you try and teleport outside the boundary of your cell, you get a strong electric shock. Ow.
1: Hmm, don't like That uh, ow, indeed.
0: And at this point, You can hear a voice coming over a loudspeaker that, uh, if you look out in the hall, there is one kind of directly positioned uh, sort of above each of these cells. And it says, Welcome to Project Match. You are here because you have expressed personal interest in gaining abilities. Some of you already have them. Some of you did not know that you already had them. Some of you did. Nonetheless, your cooperation will be appreciated and rewarded. Please stay tuned for further announcements. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of high school crushes, twins, and abandoned warehouses. Why have you not bought it already? PJ is played by Emily. Find her on Twitter at Buzzy's B, that is B-U-Z-S-Y-B-E-E. Presley is played by Lenny. Find her on Twitter at one 800 todd. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt. On Instagram at Brandt Ash. And on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next issue.